Hello, I'm the host of Wild Podcast. My name is Darshan McAway. If you typically listen to this podcast on audio-only platforms, well, rest assured, there's a link in the description that takes you to the video format of this podcast interview. Now, let's get on with our special guest. As I got older, 10, 12, 14, I started getting introduced to money. $10 on this, $20 on this. But there's nothing in my pocket. Not knowing how to spend money. Not understanding the concept of money. But I can still hear her voice saying, hey, I need you to pay attention in math class because there's going to come a day where you're going to make some money. You may become rich and you need to know what's going on. Well, when I turned 16, I get my first job. 18, I get my second job, 19, I get my third, so on and so forth. And in that, I started recognizing that every time I'm at a place for a certain amount of hours, I get paid a certain amount of money. And my cost of living is only what my parents put on me, which was pay for the water bill, pay for the light bill. I knew nothing about paying for a mortgage, paying for car insurance. I knew about putting gas in a car, but car insurance and everything else, the maintenance, it was I was it was beyond me because my parents took that much care of me. There was a point where I was a little confused on if I should move out on my own because I said to myself, it doesn't make any sense. If my mom and dad are paying for this place at this rate, and I'm making this at this rate. How am I going to survive on my own? So I was terrified of money. I was terrified. And I mean terrified and afraid of going to the next level, moving out on my own, trying to get a higher paying job. Because in my mind, the more money I make, the more I'm going to have to spend. And in actuality, that's true. The more money you make the more you have to spend and the more people come after you because they know how much money you're making. So as I reflect back and I think how my mom was in banking and I had, you know, desire to do the same thing, I never pursued banking. I felt like at the time that if I did banking in my 20s, that I was going to run into these big hurdles of people are going to want to ask me for money. And that's not what I wanted. I never wanted people just to ask me for money because of what they see me with. So in that, I never pursued banking. I was afraid of money. I was afraid of success. I was afraid of what I could accomplish. The reason I bring this up is because I was listening to someone saying that people are afraid of success and I remember being terrified of success being terrified to know that if I went to go apply for a bank that they were going to have to sit there and watch me count money and for me they were going to see if I was going to steal the money or if I knew how to count the money correctly I never liked when people judge me. I can count. I know how to spend money. 
I'm accountable with money. I'm responsible for money. I know how money works. But at the time, when I was in my 20s, I didn't have the confidence that I have now. I didn't have the know-how that I have now about money. And when people find out how much money you have, how much danger it can bring to you. Especially in today's time with the cell phones and the web cameras and social media, the more you brag and boast about what you have, the more the next person who's watching you gets upset, angry, envious, jealous, and they want to do something to you. So in my 20s, I had thought about it plenty of times. Banks have always been hiring. There's never been a freeze out on hiring tellers or executive bankers. They always hire. And even so now, the wages are higher for some places. So I started thinking to myself, the only regret I have is that I should have forced myself to be uncomfortable to go work for the banking system to just get a feel for what it was because there were other things that I felt uncomfortable in that I pursued, but pursuing money wasn't one of them. So what am I trying to say to you? A lot of people, if not all people, are somewhat remotely afraid of success. Actually afraid of having a whole bunch of money in front of them because you don't know what's the first thing that you're going to do with all the money right in front of you. I think about the analogy of having all the ice cream in the world. There have been plenty of flavors I've never tasted. But if I ask for it and I say, I want all the flavors in the world right now. I couldn't handle it. I get sick, have a stomach ache, maybe even explode. So in that, if you ask, well, I want all the money in the world. I want to win the lottery. I start thinking to myself, well, just maybe. Just maybe I won't be able to handle it. I don't know what it's like to manage a billion dollars. I don't know what it's like to manage a trillion dollars. We look at people and we say, well, if that person can do it, I can do it. And there's something to it. And I still go back to that memory of my mom saying, it's very important for you to learn how to do math. Because I need you to learn how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide. And there are just some people who have money who are exceptional at math. Anyway, my name is Darshan McAway. I hope you guys learn to overcome your fears because success is waiting on you. It's still waiting on me. I hope you guys get an opportunity to have your heart's desires and pursue everything that you want to pursue. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, by all means, email wildpodcast at mail.com or call 918-552-0278. My name is Darshan McAway. Thank you so much for tuning in. Is this thing going? Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Arshawn Mackway. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this 
podcast we are live on a podcast and we are doing the best we can do to bring you guys the best content available now today's subject matter is marketing through a war that's right we're currently experiencing a war across the entire world Although the United States aren't 100% involved, the fact of the matter is there is chaos all around us. And what are we doing to market our books? Does it even matter to market your book? Do you really even care about it? Many of us do. Why? Because we're trying to pay our bills. Some of you guys have financed cars, financed home with a mortgage and leasing and things of that nature, finance, cell phones, just bills, bills in general. And you also have a business. But then there's another side of you that goes, oh, wait a minute. There are people being taken out by a war. And yet here I am trying to continue my business. Now, talk about conflict. I'm conflicted because for the longest time, Uh, When I was even born, there has been so many different things happening that I had no control over. And when I was younger, I was thinking to myself, well, where's the compassion? Well, there was no compassion when I was younger. And in this stream, I'm going to tell you to pick up the compassion when you feel like it's necessary. Why? There are just some things that you do not have any control over. Unfortunately... That's the way of the world. (laughs) Listen, I don't like it at all, but it's something that happens and it's something that's never going to stop. It may slow down, but it'll never stop. So do you feel guilty about trying to market your book and try to maximize the most of your potential? Or do you feel okay? For me, I feel okay. Now, granted, I have this huge podcast platform. We're selling thousands of copies of books. My other businesses are doing extremely well. So for me, in the midst of this chaos, things are going well for me. And I feel terrible that people are alive. People, excuse me, lives are being taken away. Children, babies, infants that don't even get a chance to see the next day. I feel terrible about it. But deep down on the inside, there's absolutely positively nothing that I can do. I can't make those guys stop the war. Those guys have their own hidden agenda. And this isn't a political podcast, but you can't help but be political because look at the world that we live in. So we have to acknowledge some things. We have to voice our perceptions on how we view the world. But on this podcast, we typically like to talk about business. But in today's time, most people's businesses are failing because COVID-19 is still running rampant. There's been different variants that are stronger than others. The war has taken place. So a lot of people's businesses are being affected. Shipping is still down. The ports aren't on the same page. Lots of different things are happening. But what about that best story that you have? That story that you're trying to get out there to the masses. Imagine a father such as myself trying to get the best children's book out there available. I had the opportunity to have six best-selling children's books. Grace the market. 
from the year 2016, 2015 up until now. So, what do you do? What do you do, inspiring writer? What do you do, inspiring author? What do you do to that inspiring person that wants to write the New York Times bestseller? In this moment, in this day and time, what do you do? How do you get it out there to the world without seeming so money hungry? Without seeming like, hey, I don't need money, but if you want to buy it. Because that's how most of us authors come off. Come on, guys, let's tell the truth. You know you want to sell millions of copies. And part of the reason why you want to sell millions of copies is so you, you don't have any more worries. You don't have to worry about anything. You can have a care less in the world. And to be honest with you, to be 100% honest with you, I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't blame you. I understand. You want to be rich. You want to be prominent. You want to be popular. You want people to know who you are. So did I. And I did it a long time ago. Now, granted, I'm still pushing. I'm still doing my thing. We haven't came out with the book within about maybe the past year. But the books that we already have out are timeless. And one of the best ways I could market myself was to get into the children's book industry so I can have those books consistently flow. And then we got into children's merchandise that matched with the books. So we have so much momentum that to be honest with you, there's no need for us to market anymore because people are purchasing it that much. Now, granted, it did slow down during COVID. We lost a lot of money, had to return a lot of items, had a lot of items sitting in inventory that were damaged. Shipping was terrible. But at the same time, I had to go back to the drawing board and revise a plan. And that plan was to increase our shipping for ourselves in-house. We didn't want to depend on UPS and FedEx and the United Postal Service. We started our own shipping company. We started handling things in-house more so than handling it over to a third party. And then we came up with some licensing deals. Took a lot of pressure off of us. Took, a, took away some overhead. And I've done streams on this before, turning books into businesses. We turned six children's books into a business of merchandise. Socks, shoes, hats, umbrellas, bed sheets, shower curtains, area play rugs. You name it. We did it because you don't just want to stop at the books. You want to keep it going into some other material. How do you turn that book into a business? Well, you have to sit down and really think about how do I maximize the most of this book? How do I get the most out of this story? Despite what the world is going through, how do I make an impact? What's the incentive for people to purchase a book and or merchandise from you during a time of crisis? 
you guys are so busy trying to think outside of the box. You haven't even taken all of the items out of the box you already started with. You have so many ideas inside that one box. And in that box is your conflict resolution. You'll figure it out. It's a very tough time. A lot of people are going through a lot of different things. And you feel confused. You're saying to yourself, man, I just got the brightest idea to come out with the, the best material for a book. And yet, when you wake up, you look at your phone, you look at your computer, you see headlines of people getting bombed. Men, women, and children being shot down in the street. And you're thinking to yourself, is my book that important? And then you look over on your table and you see that you have past due bills. You have bills that's coming up. You, I mean, you just got things happening. Hell, you got family members that are getting sick. Some family members, you got the rearranged funerals. And you're still thinking to yourself, <laughs> how do I come out with this book? How do I get it out there? Because I'm trying to make some money. And that's why we like for you guys to come over to Wild Podcast. Because the answer to your problem is right there in the mirror. Unfortunately, you cannot take on the cares of the world. If you're going to provide an incentive, provide it. If you know who your target audience is during a time of crisis, then provide that incentive for that target audience that you're waiting for. See, this life is yours for the taking. And it's easier said than done. But it can be done. And I have a lot of pushback on when people say success doesn't happen overnight. I disagree. Because success has to happen. And fortunately for you guys, success does happen overnight. Now, it may not happen the moment you think of it. But at some point down the line, when it goes into the next day, it happened overnight. So, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to get up and fight? Or are you going to take on the world problems and solve them? There's a way for you to contribute to the world. What it is that you're going to contribute, I don't know. I honestly don't know what your sole purpose is. I know a part of your purpose is to be happy and to be fulfilled and to be accomplishing things that you want to accomplish. But what's your ultimate purpose? That's something you have to figure out for yourself. And you'll figure it out. You always have. You always will. Things have always worked out well for you. They always have and always will. But law of attraction happens. And you're going to get the wanted and the unwanted things. However, it's all on how you handle it. You know, I'm so inspired by people who are amputees, people who don't have their arms and their legs, and they continue to push 
regardless of what people say. They continue to keep on living life knowing they're less than everyone else. You ever you ever hear them with their excuses on why they can't do something? Some of the amputees are in the best shapes of their lives. And you have fully functioning arms and legs and you're not fully healthy. You got to put the blame somewhere. You got to figure out how to do this thing for yourself. I'm so inspired by amputees. Because they make me go harder for myself. They make me realize that I'm here for a reason. I have my arms and my legs and my mind for a reason. I better put it to good use. So, how are you going to market your books during a war? That's something you probably want to ponder for a little bit. You take this podcast, you play it over. And you listen and say, how am I going to market my books through a war? What's the incentive? And I can tell you a little tidbit answer is to take the world's problems and make them subside and put some entertaining value in your books. Bring out some excitement. Bring out some joy. Give people something they've never seen before. The world is waiting on you. Listen, guys, my name is Darshawn McAway. This is wowpodcast.me. So by all means, go to the website. Thank you for listening on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all of the streaming services. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate you guys. We see the numbers increasing. We see the thumbs up. We read the comments. If you want to be a guest on the podcast to talk about your book, by all means, email me. The email is in the description, along with all of the social media links. Once again, I'm your host, Darshan McAway. Thank you so much for tuning in to wildpodcast.me, writers on worldwide.